What's up, everybody? I'm David Hain. Welcome to episode 78 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. If you enjoy these podcasts, please share the link with your friends. If you'd like to support our work with people caught in the snare of addiction, homelessness, or incarceration around the world, click on the support link in this episode's description. Your donation of any amount could change a life. When we come back, we'll get into this episode entitled FOMO, Fear of Missing Out. Welcome back to episode number 78 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast entitled FOMO, Fear of Missing Out. Today's episode will be another group session. I want to give a big welcome to my friends in recovery from the U.S., South Africa, and Australia who are participating in this group, and I'll be keeping them anonymous, but I'll be saying their answers as if we were having a regular group meeting. Guys, before we start today's group, I'd like to introduce a new member, Ike. Make him feel at home. Today's topic, as you remember, came out of last week's episode from Eddie's words. So the question is, what did you miss out in your childhood that might have caused a fear of missing out, a FOMO, in you that set you up with cravings that fueled addiction choices? Ike, as the new guy, are you comfortable enough to open up today's group? Sure, David. When I was younger, I missed out on my father's love. I am one of twins. We are one boy and a girl. Growing up was hard because my father never showed any love, never gave me any attention which a boy needs from his father, unless it was my twin sister. He used to give her goodnight kisses while I slept on the top bunk, straight after him hitting me because he had had too much to drink. I still today get that same empty feeling inside. The love I crave for my father when seeing him give it all to my sister and just pretend I was never there. And if he was drunk or frustrated, then I was the man to do the job. Other than that, add the fear of missing out on love. Gary, can you relate to what I shared? Totally, David. I had a major fear of rejection growing up due to knowing that I was unwanted. I resolved to fix anything that I believed was a weakness, striving to excel. I had to prove that I was good enough, as good as I saw others being, and better. With my addiction, my wife passing away, and no one really to turn to, the inner fear of being rejected surfaced. Alcohol became my way of removing that fear from my consciousness. Ben, you look ready to share. Yes, David, as Gary mentioned, alcohol, that made me think of my dad. You see, the thing I missed out on was a relationship with my dad. According to him, we were best friends when I was born. I was his firstborn, and he had probably two to three years of sobriety under his belt himself when I was born. Therefore, I was probably a new life and light in his life and gave him a reason to stay clean. 
Of course, being a baby and toddler, I really don't remember much of that time. But my sister was born, and then my brother was born not too long after my birth. Of course, Dad got busy working, taking care of the family, and staying sober himself. But for the sake of this question, I must say, as I got older and became a teenager and rebellious, the divide between me and my father got further and further. Eventually, it turned into what would seem to be an all-out war. I didn't want to hear anything he had to say about anything and didn't want to be around him at all. Understandably, he felt the same way because I was so hateful. I think that led me into my addictive choices. I was trying to fill that void of not having my dad take me on camping trips or hikes or whatever it is that dads and teenage boys normally do. I don't blame anybody, though. I was definitely wild as a teenager. But what was amazing is once I made a choice to get sober at the age of 25 in that homeless shelter, the Lord began to repair the damage between me and my family, mainly me and my father. Today, we are literally best friends. We play tennis, go to the gym together, occasionally do sobriety and recovery ministry movements together. We've preached together, and our phone calls don't consist of him checking up on me or asking me if I'm okay anymore. It's like two friends just calling each other to see how the other one is doing. Thanks, Ben. Dante, did you miss out on those camping trips, hikes, fishing, or other dad activities? Well, David, I don't know that my FOMO was something that I missed out on per se, like an event or something like that. But what I did miss out on was having both my parents under one roof. I was desperately searching for love, and I did get it from both my parents in great amounts. But there was something else there that wasn't satisfying me, and turning to my addiction was what gave me satisfaction. That is good. Have you ever fully expressed or realized the pain that you felt because you wanted or needed both parents love at the same time under the same roof, not on alternate weekends, so to speak? Well, David, I think the only time I really truly recognized that pain was when I had a conversation with another brother, a godly brother. He asked me some questions about where I thought God was in the moments of my parents' divorce. And it really brought out something that I really didn't know how to verbalize. I just burst out in emotion and started crying. Shaw, thanks for sharing that, Dante. Harry, you were nodding in agreement with Dante. Yes, David. My childhood years were a bit tough with both parents in addiction. So I guess the only thing I missed out on was a normal house or family environment. I wanted that so badly that I was willing to do anything to get that kind of life. Drugs and alcohol eased the pain over the years and became my go-to place for taking the pain away and comforting me. So for me, what fueled my addiction was despair 
sadness, and a yearning for a better life filled with joy and happiness. Well, guys, it, it looks like the FOMO theme that we have going on here is missing out on what we needed from our parents. Eddie, are you ready to share? David, I missed out a lot too. Like many other kids that grew up with their grandmothers who had their own kids in the house, you get what's there and that's it. I missed out on parents, on real family holidays, bikes, toys, good food, good or even any clothes, everything that a child should not be deprived of. That then set the tone and fueled an addictive personality. So because I never had and never you know, knew where to get it, when I eventually got it, I couldn't get enough. I couldn't stop. The fear of missing out, the fear of what I was getting now ending, the fear of not being popular, missing love, it, it created a lust, a, a clinging to the pleasure it provided. Too scared to let go because I might miss out. You see, David, I believe as humans we're programmed to feel a bit insecure or disappointed if we think we've missed an opportunity that others have made the most of. Shaw, Eddie, that is deep. I can see that it stirred some childhood memories in you, Charlie. Yes, it did. Thanks for sharing, Eddie. And David, I missed out on unconditional love. My family was constantly engulfed in trauma after trauma, fight after fight, and breakup after breakup. Each time, it was like fighting for love or trading something in return to get love. I often felt like the only way I could be seen or heard from my parents was to be hurt or, or to freak out just to get attention. Once I told my dad about my mom kissing another man. Wow, it changed my life forever. My mom was badly beaten. I didn't know it at the time, but I took that squarely all on my shoulders as a heavy weight. From that moment on, I let no one in close. I went years with hardly speaking to people. I started putting substances in my body so I could feel no pain. That continued until my mother died. And then I used so much more. But I couldn't kill the pain, so I wanted to die. Love was only associated with pain. That fear of missing out on love led me straight to the fear that fueled my addiction. It was a fear of love. Fortunately, now I have a God who shows me unconditional love. God is love, and I can live again because I know he loves me, and I feel no fear because of him. Wow, guys. Thanks for another great group, and I appreciate all of your openness and vulnerability on stuff from your childhood. I'm sure many listeners will be touched as they relate to the things that you missed in your childhood and compare them to their own childhood. Thanks again.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's words from our group. They sure shared deep, deep stuff. If you are looking for a group like this where you can open up, please message me on the link in this podcast or by email at davidfromatod at gmail.com or go to my website, www.fromatod.org and click on the contact page. Tune in Monday for our next episode. And as always, stay safe and stay strong.